Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. We ask that you change us by your word. Let Jesus alone be glorified. Jesus unveiled. Our eyes see clearly. We will never remain the same. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Somebody say glory to God. All right. Are you ready for the ride this morning? Are you sure you're ready? In the month of May, the Lord has sent us his word, feasts and celebrations. Feasts and celebrations. Today happens to be part three of this conversation. Isaiah chapter 25, I read verse 6 and verse 7. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6 and verse 7. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people. Somebody say all people. A feast of choice pieces. A feast of wines on the lees. The, the version PK read for us said a feast of seven courses. Have you been to, to such an event before? Seven courses. What will, what will the appetizer look like? What will the main course be? What will the, the dessert look like? A feast of choice pieces. A feast of wines on the lees. A feast of fat things full of marrow of well-refined wines. Please switch us to the NLT. Let's pick verse 6 and verse 7. It says, in Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies will spread. He will declare. Anybody knows what it means to declare? Do you know when you declare? Hello. Do you know what it means to declare? You know what? It, it, it's when you, some of you moved to this part of the world that you realize that there were restricted parties. Do you know what I mean by restricted parties? You know, parties that are like, um, like strictly by invitation. And, um, you know, they call it a buffet. But anybody knows those modified buffets? You, you don't serve yourself even though it's a buffet. You don't know what I'm talking about. You see the old tray all set up, but you are there thinking you're about to, and they just give you that look of, no, you ain't serving yourself today. We are serving you because this thing must go around to everybody. Maybe they've, they've experienced some people there before. When they say, you know, just serve yourself. And some people said, are you serious? Say no more. You know, and they just went to town. <laughs> Glory to God. But isn't it a thing of beauty that the feast that our God has served, he has spread a wonderful feast. And hear me, you can serve yourself. And you can eat for life. You can eat for generations. You can eat for children unborn. You can drink to the full of the wine of the spirit. It says don't be drunken with wine wherein is excess. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. He's talking about well-aged wine that you and I have been invited to drink. Help me tap your neighbor. Say no limits. Tell them no restrictions. It says in verse 7. There he will remove the cloud of gloom. The shadow of death that hangs over the earth. I'm going to show us one of the ways this happens today. And please, 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 I want to encourage you, please open your heart to God's word. And what you have to do, begin to do it. Don't start next week. Don't start next month. Don't start next year. Don't say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm 25. Well, I'm going to wait till my birthday. Start today. I was going to say today is your birthday, but, you know, today is our birthday. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. 
Colossians chapter 2, we read verse 16 and verse 17. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 in the Amplified. It says, therefore, let no one, it doesn't matter who they are, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink or with regards to a feast or a day or new moon or Sabbath. Hello? Doesn't matter who they are, how they dress. It doesn't matter the, the, the height of their hair or the length of their garment. It doesn't matter the, 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 the extent of their beards. It doesn't matter how sanctimonious they look. It doesn't even matter the language they speak. Don't allow anybody bring gold-plated chains to come and retire you into bondage. It says such things are only the shadow of things that are to come. And they have only a symbolic value. It says, but the reality, the substance, somebody say the substance is Christ. The substance is Christ. Oh, no, I need more faith in this room. The substance is Christ. So the Sabbath was not really about a day. It is really about a person. The substance is Christ. For if you observe a day and you've not met Christ, you really have not observed the Sabbath. So in part one, we talked about the Sabbath. Anybody remembers? And in part two, we talked about the gospel. Three feasts. That symbolize the death. That symbolize the burial. And that symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus. So today we are going to go... Uh, somebody pray for pity today. I'm going to show us something. There are three feasts that we'll look at today, but we'll only touch one of them. Somebody say one of them. Mm. Next week, because we are going to be physically blowing trumpets, we'll keep one of the feasts for next week. The last one, we'll keep it for those that we will invite for a school of prophets meeting. Tabernacles, we'll keep that one for a school of prophets. Let's go to Leviticus, which has been our anchor text. Leviticus chapter 23. Let's pick it from verse 15. We'll just pick the feasts again. Are you there? It says, from the day after the Sabbath. So before now, before now, what feast did we read about first? Anybody wants to remind me? The number one we read about was what? The Sabbath. The Sabbath, right? And what did we read about next? Passover. What did we read about next? On living bread. What did we read about next? First fruits. Anybody remembers? All right. So we're going to the next one now. Somebody say the next one. Verse 15 to verse 17. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you bring the bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering. So he's saying as you are wrapping up the feast of the Passover and your living bread and the first fruits. So as you have received the gospel can i speak in the substance can i speak in the substance so having celebrated the death burial and resurrection having partaken of salvation believing by faith in the death burial and resurrection of jesus it says that count of seven full weeks somebody say seven full weeks so seven times seven is what you guys are very like so he says keep counting until the day after the sabbath 
50 days. So the day that follows the exact seven sevens, it says, then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. 17. It says, from wherever you live. Somebody say wherever you live. You are going to understand this shortly. It says, bring two loaves of bread to be lifted up before the Lord as a special offering. Make these loaves from four quarts of choice flour and bake them with yeast. I cannot touch this today. There will be an offering to the Lord from the first of your crops. When we received the gospel, it was unleavened. But now we are stepping into Pentecost 50 days after. He says it's okay, bake it with yeast. Because something is about to fall on it. Uh, okay. Okay. Somebody say Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Let's jump to verse 23 and read to verse 24. We're going to do something at the end of today's service. It says the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of KICC. On the first day of the appointed month in early autumn, in, in school of prophecy, they call this the fall feasts. You are to observe a day of complete rest. It will be an official day for holy assembly, a day commemorated. Hey, French. With loud blast. Somebody say loud blast. So this is not the kind of feast that you are doing. No. Loud. And that's how we are going to be next week. We are going to be very loud. People are going to say, what is wrong with them? Why do you always shouting in that church? Things are always too loud in that church. Well, there is a place where things are very quiet. And God has kept me and you and prevented us from going to that place. So when we are in the sanctuary, we shout in the sanctuary. Are there living people in the room this morning? In the mortuary, there is no shouting there. It's all silence. It says there is a feast called the loud blast. Somebody said the loud blast. So because I'm preaching on a Sunday morning, this is, I'm going to call this Jubilee. But if it was a school of prophets where we are measuring prophetic timing, the trumpet shall sound sometime after Pentecost. I told you I won't touch all of those digressions in today's service. Amen. Amen. Let's jump to verse 26. So we've seen Pentecost, right? Right? We've seen trumpets, right? Right? Verse 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, Be careful to celebrate the day of atonement. On the tenth day of that same month, nine days after the festival of trumpets, it says you must observe it as an official day for holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. I'm really trying to stay on track. But the day of atonement also happens to, the day of jubilee was a day of atonement. And on the day of atonement, jubilee was declared. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? What made the day of atonement special was that a lamb, spotless, that was one year old, was to be sacrificed. In fact, there were two, two animals that day. One 
will be killed and the blood sprinkled on the altar. Another one will, all of the sins of the people will be transferred to it. It was called the scapegoat. And it will be taken outside the camp. They will pick a very fast one. So that as you release it out, outside the camp, the thing will run far. Can you see that God really tried for the shadow? He tried to draw this thing well in the shadow. He says, as that thing is running far, so are your sins far. I have forgotten it is far. You know my question. My mind is always very, uh, you guys see where I'm going to already. What if you use a stubborn goat? And you put a tracker on the goat. And the goat just runs as though it's going far. Then it sees that you've turned back into the camp. Just starts marching back. I'm coming back. But the point, the point, it's funny. But the point is, every Israelite knew that we are only pure in God's sight for one more year. All of them knew. So, so, that has two implications. This is off script. That means that if you saw one of them and you told them you are guilty, the person will tell you no. How come people in the new covenant still carry a sin consciousness? The, in the old covenant, they had assurance of salvation for one year. They had it for one year. If you told the person, yeah, yes, I did it, but the scapegoat has run. <laughs> yes. That's the confidence. Yes, I did it, but Jesus has shed his blood for me. That assurance, but, but do you know, my goodness, do you know why the atonement lasted for just one year? Somebody's going to start dancing now. Because the age of the lamb was one year old. So how long have you been atoned for? How old is your eternal sacrifice? See, when, so you can see why God coded all of this into a shadow. Even though Christ had not come yet, he, he compelled them to be singing and dancing and shouting. He said that all your only conv convocations, at all your festivals, sing, shout, shout, dance, even if you don't understand what it is about. There's a mystery about to be unveiled in Christ Jesus. It's going to be that perfect sacrifice, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, his glorification. And he says, following that, now we enter into a new set of feasts. It brings us into Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Psalms chapter 123. There are a couple of Psalms that are the Psalms of Ascents. I'm going to read two of them today. We're going to read some next week as we shout the trumpets. Let me just read two of them for you today. Psalms 123. So, when do we sing songs of Ascents? When do we sing them? As we are climbing up, right? Everyone from everywhere flying into Jerusalem. We are going to celebrate Passover. We are going to celebrate Pentecost. We are going to celebrate Tabernacles. We are going to celebrate any of the Holy Feasts. Jetting in. But as you are coming, you must come with a song. As in the time of your holy solemnities. Somebody say, you must come with a song. It was compulsory. There, there was no silent worship at any of the festivals. You can't see Christ and keep quiet. You can't see Jesus and be silent. For if you are silent, you have not seen him. Psalms 123 in the Passion Translation. It says, Oh God, enthroned in heaven, I lift my eyes towards you in worship. Remember, they are on a journey. Ascending to the hill of the Lord to celebrate the shadow. I lift my eyes towards you. It says, the way the servant wants to please his master, the way maid waits for the orders of her mistress, we look to you, our God, with passionate longing. 
to please you and to discover more of your mercy and your grace. Verse 3 and 4, it says, For we have had more than our feel of this scorning and scorn, this, mistre this mistreatment by the wealthy elites. Lord, show us your mercy. Show us your grace. They were always looking forward to going back to Jerusalem. They've been in their cities. All sorts of things have happened. Recessions, health issues. But they say, you don't worry, we are going to Jerusalem. We know the way to Mount Zion. We know the, the way to a place of deliverance. Who we'll call to our God? The, the Jews practice shadow well. I'm only hoping that the new creation will practice light well. My dad was telling me. He said, if you're flying on a plane with a Jew, and it was the time of prayer. Part of what you, when you're buying a flight ticket, you just buy a flight ticket, right? Right? When a Jew, hello, when a Jew is buying flight tickets, they're also calculating the time of prayer and what direction in the air faces Jerusalem. Because you pray facing Jerusalem. You know when that law was passed and they said nobody should pray for 30 days except to the king Daniel? It says Daniel opened his window and he faced Jerusalem. You know why? Because at the dedication of the temple, Solomon prayed that as long as your children will face this temple, they took it literally. They don't know that there's another temple that we face. And there's another temple that we have become. So I don't have to face any direction for the assurance of my prayer. What if the pilot has temporarily made a turn? And, you're not, and the pilot just announced, oh, we made a two-degree detour. The, the enemy will now tell you, you didn't face Jerusalem. So let me run and go and pray. Say, it's not the time of prayer. <laughs> God punish the devil. Oh, oh I, I just spoke in French now for those who don't understand what I just said. Just spoke a little bit of French. Amen. Glory to God. So for we have had more than our feel of this coughing and scorn, this mistreatment by the wealthy elite. Lord, show us your mercy. Somebody cry, Lord, show us your mercy. Show us your grace. Bible tells us Jesus was walking one day and a blind man saw him and said, Jesus, son of David. And we were like, shh, shh, keep quiet. I love the verse that says, and Jesus stopped and turns to him. He said, call him. The same people that said, keep quiet, they said, wow, you are blown. The master is calling you now. Say, cheer up. They, even they had faith. They said, Jesus is calling you. He had not seen yet. You don't understand? The people just said, cheer up. Jesus is calling you. I pray for you that this Jesus will be real to you. I pray for you that you will, you will leave the shadow and you enter into the substance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's look at one more song of ascent in Psalms 125. We read from verse 1 to verse 5 in the NIV. From verse 1 to verse 5. It says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Are those people in the room this morning? Let me turn to your neighbor. Say, no shaking. Tap the other one. Say, no shaking. Say, stop acting like your God is asleep. Tell them, tell them. Stop acting like your God is asleep. Stop acting like your God traveled. Shout it. No shaking. These, these are the songs they sang as they were climbing to celebrate the shadow. It says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now. Somebody say, both now and forevermore. Child of God, why are you acting like you're exposed? Why are you acting like you're prone? Why are you acting like you're susceptible to what is affecting everybody? Are you everybody 
Verse 3. These were their songs. I'm, I'm bringing context to the Psalms. So that as you are reading it, it's not just like tales by moonlight. It says, the scepter of the wicked will not remain. These, these were their songs. Over the land allotted to the righteous. For the righteous might use their hands to do evil. They did. They, they, they. I'm sure they were like, hmm, I did something. Even though I'm going for Passover. I'm going for atonement. I'm going for Yom Kippur, but I did something. I did something I shouldn't have done. Verse 4. It says, Lord, do good to those who are good. To those who are upright in heart. It says in verse 5, but those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with evildoers. Peace be on Israel. I want to ask you, just picture people who flew in into Jerusalem to celebrate any of the feasts. Imagine them on their flight back home. Can you picture it with me? Leaving Jerusalem, saying we'll be back in a year or we'll be back in a few months for the next festival. And they get back home. Can you imagine the kind of confidence they have? Knowing that the atonement sacrifice has been given and the high priest did not die. Because, if, <laughs> my goodness, if the high priest... I wanted to speak a very bad grammar because that's really the way to say it. It's bad English, but that's what is right spiritually. If the high priest, you don't want me to say it. I should say it on live TV. If the high priest dead, Jesus, that's bad English. But you know that not only is God not pleased with him, but God is not pleased with us too. <laughs> But you are going back home. You are flying back. High priest came back rejoicing. Saying shout. Yahweh is king. And they were shouting. As they are going back inside, they are walking back home. Like this. You come and try me. They go back to their office. After Yom Kippur. Goat. 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 Guys. Goat. Some of you are picturing food, uh, food and stew. I'm talking of sacrifice. Sacrifice. Goat. Look at them. Look at them. See, see them. Goat. And somebody has confidence like this. How much more? How much more for you? When, see, see, from afar, when the devil sees a child of God lies like this, it already means so many things. And it is very attractive. They, even if the enemy was not in your direction, it catches a child of God like this. When those who had goats were like this, you that you are the eternal lamb, the sinless lamb of God, who lives forevermore, your, 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 your high priest, your own high priest, your own, your own high priest is undiable. Pardon my English. Is ageless, timeless. Your atonement is not valid for 365 days. And you're like this. And you're like this. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know. Do you know? Do you know what holds your future? Is it the government of Canada? Is it the latest interest rates? Is it the latest flu in town? Do you know who holds your future? He says, my life is worth living. Because he lives. We will do more psalms and songs of ascents next week. But I want us to just look at one of the feasts. Somebody say Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Please do speed arms. If you don't stop me, you will go on. Just kidding, don't worry. This is a new PD. I'm going to finish on time. Amen. Do you believe it? Even though I can't see my time, I can't see it. 
but I believe it. Amen. Look at all oh, year of little faith. Look at them. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. I want to show you something that potentially, hear me, potentially can change your life forever. There was a statement we made last week Sunday at the royal service. We had a very funny service. Everybody was just here laughing anyhow. You would have thought P.D. was a comedian. Apart from the fact that we shared very important things, albeit jokingly. And there was one of the comments that a certain apostle who was on this side made. And I made a response. And that response has been on my heart throughout this week. Every darkness is darkness. And the devil will take it. Whether it is big darkness or small darkness. As far as you don't know, the devil will take it. Every darkness is darkness. The reason why I'm saying this is one of the strategies of the enemy is to peep early what God is doing and discredit it. Discredit it before it becomes mainstay. So that by the time you want to, you now ask yourself, like, seriously, why? Why? Can we read this Acts chapter 2 together? Can we read it together? Can we read it? Guys, are you still here? Can we read it together? Let's read from verse 1 to verse 10. I know you know the scriptures, but please, can we read it together? I'll read verse 1. We will read verse 2. And when we get to verse 10, we read together. Is that fine? All right. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, in the old King James, it says when it had fully come. Now, do you know what fully come means? It means we had counted seven sevens and we had entered into the 50th day. I, do you understand that now? All right. So when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Verse 2. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. All right. Verse 3. My turn. They saw what seemed. They saw. Somebody said they saw. What seemed to be tongues of fire that separated. Guys. So it was one ball of fire separated into what looked like tongues. Cloven, it would say in the King James, and came to rest on each of them. Verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Mm. Verse 5. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Now, hold on. Does verse 5 make sense to you? So that, it says that you shall declare a solemn feast and everyone will come from every place, right? So do you see what is happening in verse 5? They had come from every place, not for a spiritual experience, but to celebrate a feast. To celebrate the shadow, not knowing that the time of the substance had come. Verse 6, it says when they, whose turn is it now? I'm just too excited. Us? Okay, so let's read together. I want to go. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Please don't read into the scriptures what you've always known. Read what the scripture is saying. There was a crowd in town. It was the time of a festival. People had flown into the city and they were doing the shadow. They were doing Pentecost. The, the, the agricultural Pentecost. Do you understand me? 
Do you understand me? But God had a divine circumvention. He had planned that I don't want the outpouring of the Spirit to come on a day when we don't have all nations. Because the plan of the feasts is that God has declared it for all peoples. The covenant is swore to Abraham now was approaching the time of fulfillment. It says, in you and through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. How can that happen? Now the blood, that precious lamb of God has been slain. Passover has happened. They had been buried. They are living bread. They are experiencing burial. They has been resurrected, glorified. He says now there is an outpouring that is for all people. And it will just happen on a day that there are just a few people in town. He says all nations, the crowd came together. Each one, somebody say each one. Heard their own language. Be spoken. Utterly amazed. This is me serving, right? They asked, aren't all these were speaking? Galileans? Verse 8, everybody. How is it? Each of us hears them in our native language. Like we, those of us that bought tickets and flew in, we know ourselves. These guys don't live, they don't live where we are coming from. Verse 9, verse 9. Parthians. Some of you are not sure whether I say Medes or Medes or Medes or Medes. Medes, 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 uh, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia. That's the original house of a certain somebody. Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. It's not done. Everybody, let's read verse 10 together. Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, near Cyrene. Do you know there was somebody from Cyrene? Anybody remembers the guy from Cyrene? The one that represented the continent. Yeah. You know it was African? And visitors from Rome. So, this is council meeting. United Nations. This is the original United Nations. I don't want to talk about the United Nations today. So, stop PD. But let's just say this is the original. Amen? So, you know the fake already. And the fake has an objective that I will reserve for School of Prophets. How many of you are interested in this School of Prophets that Pete is talking about? If I invite you, will you come? Okay, okay. As the Lord leads, we shall obey. Can you see what is happening at this United Nations? Do you want me to show you what is happening at this United Nations? If you see it, will you do it? Or are you going to lean towards the fact that the enemy is, is trying to discredit it? Let me tell you what I mean by discredit. As we approach the end of days... There is, there, is, there is a show off and an outpouring of the glory of God like never before. We are going to start seeing things people saw on campgrounds. We'll be seeing it in our malls. Things people saw in camp meeting. We'll be seeing it in our schools. Because we are in the final, final, final showdown. And part of what God is doing is that God is closing a phase. And is what, in fact, in accurate prophetic timing, what is happening now is an impartation of gifts and graces into, into key players of which you are one of them. Let me just tell you now. Um, your name was on, on the list I submitted. 
Hello. So like, why, why didn't you tell me before? He submitted it. Well, I was not the one that wrote your name. I saw your name on the list too. <laughs> the way I saw my name, it was written with blood. I wanted to clean it, but I could not clean it. It says, you've been chosen for such a time as this, and I know you don't know it yet. Because it looks like you're still busy doing your own thing. <laughs> See, somebody says suddenly. You, you, you don't understand me. Suddenly. Hmm. So what is this United Nations meeting about? Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 6. We are living in a time where stylishly the enemy wants to start discrediting people speaking their original language. Hear me? The new creation has a language. Finish. Speaking in tongues is not for Pentecostals. Pentecost is an agricultural feast. God, God set up a United Nations meeting on that day because he wanted all nations to be represented. And he poured out his spirit. And they began to speak. Please give me verse 1. I, I will just read verse 1 and I'll read verse 6. And I pray that the Lord will open your eyes to see it. It says, once upon, this is, this is PD's revised version. PDRV. All right. This, this one says, now the whole world had one, one language and a common speech. What does that even mean? One language and a common speech. I understand one language. What does a common speech mean? One dialect. One tongue. It means that the, at, the, at the back of that language was one cultural inclination. So, can I give you PD's revised version? It says, once upon a time at the first United Nations meeting, the world spoke one language. Can I take you to verse 6? Can I take you to verse 6? Please jump down to verse 6 for us in the NIV. It says, the Lord said, now we're speaking, we're speaking here. Oh no, I need, I need more people in this room to see this. See, when you see this, when you see this, that thing that the enemy has been trying to discredit to you, it will not work anymore. Some, Alright, somebody got it in that corner. See, I am telling you that some of you have seen services. Let me, let me do a quick survey. Some of you have seen services. You know, where they say, oh, uh, welcome to church. You know, opening prayer. And they say, opening prayer. And we just start. Speaking tongues for like 30 minutes. Opening prayer. Then, prayer of thanksgiving, read one scripture. Let's magnify the Lord, glorify his name. And you continue again another 30 minutes. And you're like, what's wrong with them? When you say what is wrong with them, you're acting like the people in Acts 2 that said they are drunk. Not knowing that you are the them. Hello. Hello. Should I tell you what is wrong with them? Should, you want, should I tell you what is wrong with them? Have you ever wondered, you know, a, a, a sin, a... How do I say this? Amen. Someone asked me, he said, when we speak in tongues, it would seem as though it is the same tongues. Even though we are meant to be covering different issues. He said, how do I know that I'm not saying the same thing? This was a senior, a senior minister asking me, a younger minister. My initial response was supposed to be, if you ask me, 
that was meant but you know i was in the spirit in the lord's day so i i was like yes i'm going to you know you know we'll take this to the place of prayer and we'll get an answer if somebody's speaking the english language and you're listening to them do you know whether they are reciting a poem saying a prayer making a request they are going to be commonalities in that language do you know so they are speaking the language do you understand so god has given you a language whether you are praising exalting magnifying or warfaring whether you are, you are giving demons punches but you are just speaking the language should i tell you what those people know and what you're about to know today genesis 11 verse 6 i'll read this in the niv and i'll read it in the pd revised version it says the lord said somebody said the lord said if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them my goodness who said this the lord the lord said it so now that it is approaching the end of the ages he now calls a new united nations meeting and says now that i'm raising a people with whom nothing shall be impossible i want to give them one language we sound different but the language of the spirit is the language of the spirit oh you didn't hear me we might sound different but the language of the spirit is the language of the spirit if you will enter into the realm where you do the impossible you must speak one language the same language somebody say the same language somebody say the same language so in that united nations meeting god was restoring what he himself scattered he says that that is not the generation that will do the impossible it's not a rebellious perverse generation that will do the impossible he says i'm reserving it for the time of the substance not the time of the shadow those who have received christ those who have been eaten of that eternal bread those who blood permanent blood has been shed for they are the ones that will give the permission to do the impossible and they are going to need a language somebody say language so he that speaks in an unknown tongue he speaks mysteries he edifies himself he communicates with god guys there is nothing pentecostal there's nothing spiritually gymnastic about speaking in tongues it is a language certainly that's my new language I'm a new creation. I've come into a new kingdom. It has a language. Many before you got your Canadian citizenship you, or permanent residency, you did language verification, right? Right? In this kingdom, they give you citizenship first before you now get language verification. Even the language, you don't go to school to learn it. You receive it. It says there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind and they received it. Do you want to do the impossible? Are you ready for the impossible? Then you're going to have to spend time speaking your original language. Did you hear me? Your original language. Help me tap your neighbor. Say your original language. That is the real substance of this feast. This feast, this feast is, is, is an empowerment for the impossible. Did you hear me? An empowerment for the impossible. And we must get used to doing it long, speaking our language. I was having a, a joke with my, with my wife. I said, there are children of a certain culture. I won't, I won't say the culture, but I'll give you a clue. South Asian culture. Some of them have not, have not left the shores of Canada, but they speak their language fluently. Some of them even have the, the, like the original native intonation of the language. That is, that, is, that is the power of home atmosphere. 
That's the power. I, I don't have to visit. They don't even have to get on a plane. I speak it here solidly. And do you know how that? Do you know how they do that many times? Daddy speaks it. Mommy speaks it. Grandma lives here. Grandpa lives here. And they will not speak English to you. They will not, they will not even speak it to you. Hi, hi, Grandpa. Good morning. They will, they will tell you. I don't want to speak it on the altar. <laughs> Someone warned me once. He said, PD, if you're ever flying through Charles de Gaulle, France. He says, they understand English. But they will not speak it. So, yeah, they, oh, I, I'm looking for a connect. I said, Ask her to come from her first. I like, I'm just looking like the time of my flight is, and they just be looking at you like this. So that you speak, let me tap, tap anybody, speak the language. Say, speak your language. Please get up on your feet if you're ready. Let's just exercise ourselves. Guys, do this a lot. Don't let anybody feel you like you're weird. Don't let anybody make us feel like a, any church where they speak in tongues is a weird church. We are not a weird church. We are the church of Jesus Christ and we speak our language. It is our native language. Yes, yes. We have a, we have a lingua franca because we're in Canada and Canada has official languages, English and French. But before I'm Canadian, I am first of Zion. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I have a passport that cannot be revoked. I have a citizenship that is not from here. First and foremost, I'm from Zion and I have a native language. I have a native language. Somebody say glory to Jesus. Somebody say glory to Jesus. We are going to release that sound again. Most high. You're the God of heaven. Most high. King of all the earth. Most high, most high. King of the nations. Hallelujah. To God, to God, most high. To God, most high. To God, most high. Because of our time, we're just going to go straight into this. You can't jump Passover and arrive at Pentecost. For you to receive the outpouring of the Spirit first, you have to experience the death, experience the burial, experience the resurrection power. You have to experience the gospel and receive the gift of salvation. So if you are under the sound of my voice, and you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life, today is your day. Today's service was specifically designed for you. And I want to send an invitation with your name written on it. Not for the shadow. Not to join a church. Not to become religious again. No. But to receive life. Life. And I say, no, I'm a bad person. I'm, I've done things in the shadow. People who did things knew that one goat was good enough for them for one year. How much more you? What have you done? He says, if your sins are red as crimson, I will make you white as snow. That's the confidence of the one who knows the power of atonement. Don't allow the enemy lie to you. You did this, you did that, you did that. Yes. But it's a new chapter for you. It's a new day in your life. So I want you to say with me, whether you lack that assurance of salvation or you've not made this decision consciously before, I want you to say with me, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because you rose triumphantly on the third day. I believe you're alive today and I ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me and I receive the grace to live the rest of my days for you. 
in Jesus name we have prayed congratulations you just experienced the early feasts but there's more help me tap your neighbor say there's more I want us to form a chain in this room and do something that it's atypical on a Sunday morning you are going to stir up yourself in the language of the spirit maybe for just 120 seconds what is going to happen is that those of you who have not received that language unless you push back unless you push back that's fine if you are not ready for it if you, i don't believe that i don't do that that's fine but if your heart is open to receive i am saying I, if jesus wants it for me i want it if he does not want it for me i don't want it he says that knowing that they speak one language nothing shall be impossible see you can't be too fresh for god you can't be too touched for god i'm saying that there are things that will stare you in the face impossibility they are called but there is a tribe from zion is that tribe in the room this morning i said there is a tribe from zion nothing is impossible to us why because we have one language we have one common speech is the language of the spirits come on in this room i want you loud and fast the person you're holding might not have experienced the baptism of the holy ghost yet but today pentecost shows up today there is an outpouring of the spirit like the rushing of a mighty wind suddenly suddenly this is the essence of the feast suddenly come on i don't know what you're saying you don't even know what you're saying right now but you're speaking your native language that is your own language that is your native tongue and it's okay to do it on a sunday morning it's doing it's okay to do it on the monday afternoon it's okay to do it saturday it's okay to speak your language you are from zion you are of zion this is the place this is the mountain of deliverance this is the mountain where deliverers arrive for saviors 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 come on stir it up 60 more seconds 60 more seconds oh the crowds are gathering the crowd gathering to hear your jesus and men will come and say what shall we do what shall we do i used to know him i used to know her. this is a new version what must we do to be saved what must we do to drink of the wine come on 60 more seconds stare it up 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 he says this is for you and for your children this feast is for all nations this feast is for all nations all peoples all ages boys girls white black this is the outpouring of his spirit and in these end times boy must you speak your language boy have you been invited to do the impossible come on 30 more seconds make it count make it count King of all the earth, my God, my God, my God, Hallelujah. How many of you sense that the atmosphere shifted right now? How many of you sense it? And this is just how many seconds of staring. The enemy wants, wants to make you feel, feel like a fanatic because you are speaking your own language. Your own language. You get back to the house and you pace around the building. Any foul spirit of hell that wants to deposit sickness, infirmity in your door, you don't speak your language for a few minutes. 
You lay hands on those children. You lay hands on your resume. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? With you, the child of God in this feast, there is no impossibility. You lay hands on it. I've sent out hundreds of applications without power. This batch now. Father, thank you for the stirring that you started in this place. We carry these rivers. We carry these rivers. We carry these rivers. It will no longer be stagnant. It will no longer be stagnant, but we will let it flow. Flow to our world for your glory. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. Come on, I want you wherever you are, jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.